This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's Worst 250 so you don't have to. My name is Abigail Warren. And I'm Michelle St. Clair. This week we watched Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Carmen's caught in a virtual reality game designed by the kid's new nemesis, the Toymaker. It's up to Junie to save his sister and ultimately the world. Let's go. This week, we have a very special friend joining us. His name is, what's his name again? It's Gaden Sousa. Oh, okay. Sousa. Sousa. Sousa, yeah. Gaden Sousa. He's. Sousa. We've gotten that a lot in my life. He's a filmmaker. (laughs) He's a writer. Thank you. He's just an overall good egg. Thank you. Long time listener as well. Hell yeah. Huge fan of the podcast. Huge fan of the podcast. Not a friend. Just a fan. Just a fan. We keep him at an arm's length. That's right. I've never met you either of you before. Yeah. But you look great. You don't look anything like we expected. That's right. What did you think Gaten looked like? I think he looked uh, seven foot tall, Mm. hair down to his knees, Mm. balls even deeper. Mm. And just... Deeper than the knees? Deeper than the knees. Famous for their depth. Yep. (laughs) And just the most beautiful moustache you've ever seen in your life. And I think I got most of those right yeah pretty much so funny i thought you were just going to be a floating orb of of light and energy to Mm, be honest like a blue floating ball but here you are in human form form. no we've known gaden (laughs) (laughs) no you're a seven foot tall orb no we've known we've had the pleasure of knowing gaden for actually i realized two years almost exactly Mm. um since we moved to melbourne and he's a longtime pal yeah yeah we know each other we do yeah, it's been great. So yeah, you know, what's your what's your what's your whole deal, my, man? My yeah. Explain yourself. Like Abby Fuck said, you. I'm a I'm a filmmaker and a writer. Um, so I just graduated from VCA, uh, which is the Victorian College of the Arts. To any international listeners, I think most some Australian people would know that. Um, I, I don't know what they know. No, we don't know what they know. There's no way of knowing. Uh, Abby knows what they know, but she doesn't share. That's yeah. right. Well, I'm very tight lipped. She's the big, she's the uni mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're famously not verbose. Famously, at all. don't like to chat. No. <laughs> Which is why I host a podcast. That is yeah. exactly right. Well, I mean, sometimes we do try and have a little chat and Abby's like, no. cut that shit out. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Cut it out. I do have to say, Gaden, if you're going to be on this podcast, you better start talking quickly because that's all we're about. Got to get in. We're going to speed it up. Yeah, I'm a pretty gotta, fast You got to speed it up. How fast, fast can you talk? You can just talk, talk right fast. now. I, don't know. I yeah, wonder yeah. if anyone's ever like recorded me. I listened to apparently. Uh, He's slowing I've, down. I heard a fact the other day that someone like went around recording like a famous actress and like said that they spoke like like 700 words a minute or something oh my god i know what someone like figured that out impossible how many words is that per second i I, it's absurd i might i that's probably be getting it a little bit wrong but it's a lot it was like a lot that's 11.6 words a second surely not it was like like kind of like the old timey hollywood so she kind of like had that draw like that New Yorker draw kind the, of thing, the, the 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 Mid Atlantic accent. Yes. Uh, oh, how are you gonna do it to me, huh? Uh, you know, she was she was walking down the street and then she was right. walking up, up up my thighs. That's right. <laughs> um, but anyway, the films that I made. <laughs> Wait, I think that the people that talk the fastest in the entire world are realtors at an auction. Oh, absolutely. Especially the ones in the Midwest. Oh, absolutely. I can't. I, what's that fucking uh, Strzok? That fucking film by Werner Herzog. It doesn't matter. There's a film by Werner Herzog. I'd like to see, see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Like see oh, the baby. My favorite movie of his is Bounty Hunting is a very complicated profession. 
completely derailed. Well, I, I was just going to say, Kevin. do you think his, when he made Grizzly Man, he was like, I would like to see the bear. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the bear, baby. Um, no, but uh, so yeah, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I graduated from honors at VCA um, and I have a film that everyone can watch soon, uh, which is very exciting. It's called Dream Again. I made it with Michelle. Yeah, I was involved. I edited it. That's yeah. my that's my day job. Yeah. And, and night, I and night and job. Hey, she's pretty good at it. <laughs> I heard about it and I went, Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds great. Oh, yeah. I'm actually good. yet to watch it, but I can't wait. But yeah, so I started as a performer and and thought for a little bit that I was gonna do that, but I always like wrote like the start of novels as a kid. Like okay. I would like come home. I, my, my mom's house was across from this big arboretum and I would run home after playing what? in it. Like an arboretum. Like a what? Do you know Arboretum? No. Okay. I guess I guess like, it has something to do with trees. It's yeah. An it's an Armadale thing, man. It's, oh, <laughs> we it's, only it's an have Arboretum. Yeah. In, it, it's like, it was like a big cultivated like piece of land where they had like, there was like a grotto and there was like a little man-made lake with like you're a just, waterfall that you could press. You're just describing stuff. a place. What a park. It was like, what it defines like it? What? I don't know. Well, that's exactly what, what he's trying to describe. A place. Yeah. No, I know. I just don't. It just sounds like you're describing misc. Yeah. It's like there's a word for misc place with loose things. It's like a, a fancy park. What? A, just a fancy park just with a, a fancy with park. a waterfall. Yeah, that's a very like a fancy waterfall. park. That's cool. Armadale has far more money than we thought. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, K- yeah. The Tablelands is rolling in it. Mm-hmm. What's the? Uh, what the I was going to say, what's the real estate? As if I could afford a house. <laughs> I, what's the rent like? You're planning? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It was cheap. All my friends sure. lived there after school. <laughs> is the film industry doing pretty good? Oh, uh, it's thriving. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I would always have these crazy ideas that I probably like copied a lot of things off like Avatar The Last Airbender and like just stole ideas from things like that. Oh, that's how you gotta do it, man. Yeah, you're a fucking thief. I I did Kung Fu for a long time, so I would write about being like a a special Kung Fu person. Yeah, I also wrote a lot of stories as a kid. I submitted them a lot to DMAG and I won a bunch of competitions through DMAG. I was as accomplished as that. And I I also, for my year 12, don't tell anybody, this Mm -hmm. is just between Mm -hmm. you and me and the This doesn't leave this room nor this digital file. Yes, we'll never get out. In year 12 for my creative writing in um, for English, I basically just stole a Jack Finney so- short story about parallel universes that all these people are sitting in a dark room comparing parallel worlds that they've been in. Got like fucking 20 out of 20 on that nice. bad boy. Yeah, really. Good so I plagiarism. believe in plagiarism yeah. for oh. sure. In my final English thing, I wrote a story that was basically, do you guys remember the scene in Donnie Darko where he's talking about like how the Smurfs are ridiculous or whatever? I'm pretty sure that's what the scene is. He's I've like in a field. Okay, well, yeah, sorry. do you remember Donnie Darko? I, I've seen Donnie Darko, but I don't remember that scene. Okay, listeners, it's just down to you and me. It's just us. It's just we're <laughs> in the zone. We're, we're, we're on the zone. Well, he's one of the listeners. <laughs> Guys, you got to remember the scene where he's talking about the Smurfs. He's like describing them and he's like letting a generation who didn't grow up with the lore of the Smurfs know the lore of the Smurfs. Yeah, I did that, but with Winnie the Pooh. <gasps> I was like totally inspired by, but not taking directly from, you know? So I thought it was like being clever and creative, even though it was very clearly edgy teenager Mm -hmm. and then this is me reacting to the audience laughing and going oh michelle (laughs) thanks guys you know that was a beautiful moment to witness yeah stunning um gaden what kind of experience do you have with bad movies more than anything with bad movies i think um i my dad well you've been a student so you've made many i've made many yeah and i've watched a lot of other people's bad movies (laughs) um very many um, and I've also had the pleasure of people coming to me with their bad movies being like, what do you think? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that's like, that's a unique student experience. 
Um, but I, my, it's unique yet universal. Yes, it's yes. unique universal. I think like as a kid, I would just watch anything, mm. and my dad always mm. instilled in me like my dad just like you can sit him down in front of anything and he'll just enjoy it. Like yeah. if it's you, just like, a movie, him he'll in watch places it. as well. Oh, 100%. You can just sit him down and absolutely just sit and, like, him down in an arboretum. He'd be pretty happy. You know those people that come with like their kids and prams and they're just like looking at an iPad. You could just do that with my dad. Wait, what? Like, like people that don't want to like interact with their kids, they give them like an iPad, right? And they just like look at that. But you can just do that with my dad, right? Oh, you give him a movie. Give him an and he'll iPad. Just you give him an give iPad with an a movie iPad. on it, <laughs> and he's, he's happy. When when we were children, that was becoming they're like, oh, just give your kid an iPad. That still happens, but I do think it is kind of morphing into like, oh, just give give your boomer family like Facebook. Definitely. Just like, take them to the park, <laughs> open up Facebook for them. They can look at a few uh, complete disinformation <laughs> memes. It'll be great. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be entertained they'll for be hours. Happy. And so, yeah, I watched a lot of, I think I watched a lot of movies that at the time, obviously, I didn't think were bad, but have now gone on and be like, oh. But I also think... I try the way I watch movies is I always try and like judge them on their merit and what they're trying to do. Mm. And Lame. so, <laughs> um, and so I, I often find myself when someone's like, I hate that movie or I don't like that movie. I'm like, well, it has some interesting things going on. Oh, so Even you're, if like, you're the angels advocate, like. you know? Yeah. I try to be, I yeah. try to be. Mm. I like how it's not God's advocate. Mm. It's the angel. Yeah. Angel Polar v. Opposite. Devil. God's yeah, good. He's doing work. <laughs> hey, God's the middleman here, right? <laughs> he's the, he's the middleman. This, yeah. He's in the this, middle of this, like, morality on, scale. On, yeah, <laughs> on the spectrum. Interesting. You've got angel, you've got devil, you got God right in the center, this baby. This is an interesting perspective. Yeah. I like your take on theology. Hey, we can talk about that for hours on end. <laughs> yeah, but tonight we're here. talking about Spy Kids 3, oh, right? Oh, Thanks, man. Spicy. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Feed it to me. I... No. Sorry. <laughs> Straight up block. Um, <laughs> Spy Kids is, I think, for every millennial child, just embedded in 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 childhood, in nostalgia. The whole franchise, I think, is really beloved by most people our age. Mm, yeah. So Spy Kids 1 and definitely. 2, fond memories. Mm-hmm. But Spy Kids 3, I realized during this experience... I never watched it. Really? This was really? my first wow. time watching it. Wow. I have a memory, obviously, of seeing the first and second one in cinemas, and I think yeah. I was stuck seeing the second one in, at IMAX as being the third one, but it wasn't. It was, wow. it was Spy Kids I think, 2. I think a lot of people mush together the second and third one in their head because the first one, very distinct movie. Mm. Yeah. Really great, really well made, incredible production design. Robert Rodriguez really showcasing why he's good. And then, you know, we get here... Some of that's not really coming across anymore. It's nope. not traveling as much. Robbie, maybe you got to sort of <laughs> Robbie boy. pull it together a little bit mm, more. Mm, mm. I just, I never before have I seen such a criminal use of the green screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that is really what stood out to me upon watching it this time. Like, I watched it as a kid. I remember seeing it. I'm a little younger than you guys. So I never saw uh, one I or two in the cinema. In. You know when, like, you could take home 3D movies and they would come with the red and blue glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Before it was the the uh, Ray-Bans, but the shades, right. yes. it was the like white the... with the red and blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like white cardboard. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was, like, it was like, Glasses. Yeah. It looks like just like cellophane. Yeah, and also it would be like, don't worry, it'll your brain will merge it together. You won't even see the red and the blue. You always it's, it's always just the there. whole thing is a purple wash. And I, I definitely unlocked a memory in watching this film of watching it yeah. with those at home and like the moments of like oh, you gotta put on the glasses and like doing it. Yeah, I remember I, had yeah, I the remember distinct that. experience, not just of this, but of I feel like a handful of movies 
doing that oh, of like absolutely. in text instructing the audience to put on the glasses. It's crazy. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> how will we know what to do? I, I actually have a lot of questions around the 3D medium because I know they really pushed for it circa 2003, but in my world, from my memory, 3D is not a, a format that has really taken off to any notable success. Yeah. I don't think anyone really enjoys well, 3D. Well, like you got to remember that it had a massive... Like, yes, in 2003, it was, like, being pushed. And then it kind of died. And then Avatar came out by James Cameron. And that was, like, the movie that everyone saw in, in mm. 3D. It was, like, the movie that he was I making. I know like, the box set says otherwise, but you cannot tell me everyone saw that movie. So there's no plot beats to it. There's no cultural references I, to I it. There, it, is, it, d- it, d- it was not seen. But it made, like, nearly $3 billion. No, it bombed. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking tax funnel, <laughs> it's all a right? It's a hoax. It's, it's a money conspiracy. laundry. Because it's actually not a real film. <laughs> Has anyone actually seen Avatar? No, you realize no one, one day no one actually, no one actually saw seen it. it. No one saw it. It's an empty file. He never made it. You he buy just, the like, DVD and it's just it's empty. It's yes. an empty slot yeah. or it's a blank DVD. And then like when you play it, it's just James Cameron being like, hello. <laughs> like, you're part of something idea. bigger than just you. But like that brought because he. But that was a different kind of 3D. And what we're forgetting as well is the big push for originally. 3D in like the 50s, which was also mm. the red and blue. Yeah, it's just a fad. It's yeah. just trendy. It comes it does, and goes. It's it, but it sucks. It's but it really sucks. Good. It really ruined films post 2009 after the Avatar boom because like lots of films were had to be like reshot yeah. to be 3D, and it made like all these films cost like a billion dollars. And Alice in Wonderland is like the worst perpetrator. Oh, yeah, Christ. that film just looks awful because they wanted to make it look 3D as, this, well, yeah. as well as it just think, looking awful. Look, the charm of Spy Kids one is mm. the practical effects. It's yeah, all the weird absolutely. props. It's all of the Fucking set design it just feels Tarot really tangible doing the makeup and, of it yeah, it's so good but this being entirely green screen you're like you, you, you can obviously tell it almost takes away entirely the magic of it mm. and it's just garish like it's awful to look at i was almost blinded i almost had to take like a break just to like rest my eyes i was i was somewhat drunk watching it and yeah i'm it was, somewhat drunk right now yeah. baby uh, <laughs> It was hard to follow a little bit wine drunk. It was not. It was very confusing and very ugly. Trust me, putting together the overview, I was like, there was so much more in this film than I remembered, like that I I could even conceive of. I was like, there's so much to cram in. But also at the same time, the plot, he has to go through five stages, all of which he mostly just ambles through. Yes. Right? Like that is- Nothing really happens. (laughs) Most of the second act sort of happens upon- several locations and let's just say it now spy kids one fantastic film. yeah yeah must i just Great. you go back to it it's almost flawless it just holds up perfectly and also like the char- character of carmen is fantastic there's a lot of depth to her she's really strong you find out she wets herself and it's like this really interesting reveal where you're like oh my god like she's also got weaknesses she, it's mm. not just Junie that's weak mm. which is why the choice in this one <gasps> of of you you've got Junie and Carmen and you're like we're gonna do a thing we're gonna double down on one, one of them, of them. Has you to have be saved you have a, a, Alexa Vega and you have what's his name Daryl Sabin Sabara Sabara Daryl Sababa Sabara and you'd go why don't we just shelve Alexa Vega for ninety yeah. percent of the movie and really double down on Junie the I least just, charismatic child I do have to wonder if it's because he was younger so it would feel more like a kids film uh, maybe that's because if it. you're following her it might feel more like a teen film than a kids film mm. and I'm just wondering if that was the reasoning behind it because when I watched it I thought Robert Rodriguez 
he did so well with Carmen's character. I don't think it's like a gender issue. I honestly think that it's just them trying to be ra- like feasible with the ages in the film and trying were... to make sure that all the cast were a certain age. Well, they were also trying to give Junie an arc. Like at the they end were... of the second one, he was like, I'm out. And then at the beginning of this one, he's like, oh, you know, I'm here. I'm a gumshoe. I'm a private eye. I mean, he's not talking like that, but that's the... I mean, the he's kind of talking, talking like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not landing. I love that choice. He's like, I, I, hey, I'm in a noir, you know? I think they really tried to make it a noir, but I felt like that whole opening sequence was so unbearably flat. Yes. It sucks. Yes. The faux yes. intellectual it's, dialogue was yeah. killing me. And it's me. also just ugly. Like, it's, it's gray ugly. and not an interesting, like, noir way. It's just gray and flat. And, oh, it's just and look, so awful. Spy Kids 2, also, it's not as good as Spy Kids 1, but it has so many memorable moments. Mm. It's got Steve Buscemi mm. delivering one of the best lines ever. Michelle, Incredible can you can you deliver it for me now? Uh, oh, God, I don't remember it word for word. Do your Buscemi. Come on, Michelle. You're on the spot does, now, Michelle. Attica! Does God also stay in heaven because he too fears what he's created? <laughs> Very close. That's a good line. <laughs> it's about it. Yeah. It's a raw-ass fucking line. Yeah. But there's also other great moments that are in that fucking movie that are wild as hell. Mm. Every it's, every frame of that movie is memeable, even though it's not as good as Spike The opening one. sequence at the ball where he's dancing ballet with like, <gasps> yeah. the president's Extraordinary. daughter. Extraordinary. Yeah, that whole sequence is so laugh out loud funny. Yeah, like it's great. still as an adult, you're still chuckling over it. Absolutely. It's yeah, so it's funny. The Spike, jokes are sharp. Yeah. And like Robert Rodriguez really made these films in this franchise with such good intentions. He's like, I want to make like films for my kids to be able to watch and enjoy mm. and love. And so that's why I think, yeah, like Spy Kids is so special to a bunch of fucking millennials, is that it came from such good intentions from a good director with a really fun plot. And then you get Spy Kids 3. Definitely. And then we're here. Yes. With this film now. And it's yeah. interesting because Spy Kids 1 also plays into all of his strengths at the time of like being this kind of like from the from the ground, scrapping his way up. He came mm. from the earth. Yeah, exactly. Like making things, like making a movie for $6,000. And like, yeah. it's got so all that practical stuff. Underground. Yeah. Just completely encased in dirt, That's making right. movies. Dirty. And they're like, covered in Robert, dirt. you're filthy. Yes. You're fucking yeah. filthy. My question, Gaiden, is did you wear your cardboard 3D glasses for this viewing experience? I, I don't have you them didn't, here. I really I tapped into the nostalgia. I gotten us a 3D copy I of this. I bet you, though, <laughs> that my dad still has those. Like, oh. I have no doubt. I think we had, like, a Barbie movie that oh, still which has one? it in them. I think was maybe, it the Nutcracker? Uh, yeah, maybe the Nutcracker or oh, Swan Lake. Yeah, yeah. I do Swan think Lake if Doctor Who showed anything, it's that those old 3D glasses kind of stylish. Oh yeah, they're kind cool. of a look. You know, like yeah. the Groucho Marx, Marx glasses. Uh huh. Kind of a vibe. Mm. Kind of a style. You know, kind of a trend. Yeah, I think Groucho pulled it off. Yeah, I don't. But I think the big schnoz and the moustache with the glasses. This is Abby trying to tell you she's buying. Gretchen Marks. I thought you said sure. it's Abby's trying to tell you she's bi. No. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Wait, what? Gretchen no. Marks is the symbol of bi. The bi, the bi, the bi flag. Gretchen Marks is bi culture. It's bi culture. <laughs> Duck soup is bi culture. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a rough overview Hell of this yeah. film yeah. so we can just I, get into the I really need to be re- so many things I, I need to, to be about. reminded what happened. Well, I, I've done my best, but really I had to choose between a couple of different things because I could keep it only so succinct. Of course. Also, I just wanted to mention a couple of facts about the film. It was made in 2003 and it has 4.3 stars on IMDb. We're still in the 4.3 We're still stars. here. 
Obviously, it was written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. And as mentioned, the whole franchise came out of the idea of him wanting to make films for kids. He said that the idea behind it was that he wanted a product that felt like it was written, directed and produced by a kid. And his initial plan for that type of film was that children was essentially children initially not knowing that their parents were spies until they had to save their captured parents and an antagonist with a juvenile uh, fantasticism of Willy Wonka. Designs such as the Thumb Thumbs were drawings that Robert Rodriguez did as a kid. So (gasps) this was really something that he pulled out of his childhood and he made with his own kids in mind. And there's lots of references to his family. I mean, even um, Danny Trejo yeah is um his cousin like it's all really family focused Mm, family family guys as uh, as emily (laughs) osmond says in the movie everyone is family everyone (laughs) is family and he's like that doesn't make sense (laughs) and he's right yeah he's right (laughs) (laughs) also just quickly the returning actors as i just said emily Mm. osmond was in the hannah montana movie so this is her second appearance one of my best crushes sylvester stallone baby from driven yep it's Still astounds me just how many of these movies have returning actors. Technically, this isn't his second appearance. It's his second, third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth. Oh, that's true. That's a very, very good point. He was four different characters, so (laughs) you could make the case that Stallone has been on this list five times. Yeah, and I have to say, it's really foreboding for Spy Kids 4, which we will be doing later, because Jeremy Piven is the antagonist, also playing four characters. Wow. I understand that you forget that he's playing four people, because he really molds into those characters incredibly well. It's pure method. Yeah. He did this thing with some of them that made it hard to tell it was Stallone where he enunciated. It was cra- very it, true. It surprised me just how mm. well he could enunciate mm. four years after Driven. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the overview. Junie Cortez has retired from the OSS and works as a private detective. When his sister Carmen goes missing on a mission inside of a new video game created by the Toymaker, he's pulled back in for one last mission. <laughs> one last quest. He must beat level five to win the game and defeat the Toymaker. In the game, Junie meets three beta testers, Francis Arnold and Rez. He brings his grandfather, Valentine, into the game to help him. Junie fights a girl called Demetra in a robot battle during level one. He participates in a mega race in level two. For level three, he has to fight his friend Arnold, but Demetra sacrifices herself for Junie. At level four, Junie finds Carmen, who helps them through a lava-filled gorge. For the last level, level five, Junie summons all of the Spy Kids franchise faves to help them defeat the Toymaker and his minions. The Cortezes forgive the Toymaker and they all celebrate together. That is the best I could do. No, that I, was a fucked thing that, to try. That, that's everything that happened. That's pretty damn good. I yeah. had to leave out the whole plotline about like the grandpa forgiving the toy maker because oh I just insane. couldn't make it quite make okay, sense but describing like, it. That's because uh, they couldn't make it yeah. make sense. I'll come back to it. But Ricardo Montalban is one of my favorite bits of the movie, even though yeah. he's barely in it and very clearly is not in a suit with them is just super, his head is superimposed well, okay. on the CG figure. Insane. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. The thing, okay. that I we'll had to, the thing that I had to leave out of this overview is the whole storyline with the grandpa. Yeah. Who was played by... Ricardo Montalban. 
<sighs> yeah. From like Fantasy Island and uh, uh, Wrath of Khan. And from those ads where he talks about rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> yes, which they reference in this. They do, and it was fucking fun. <laughs> fun That's the thing. This film, this film was terrible to look at, but there was also a couple of fun references and jokes in there that at least I was like, well, that was a I think was there's a some fun things going on. Just, yeah. It just... You still had to look at it. Bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, I could, like, if it could be like a podcast that I listen yeah. to, it'd be all right. This would have been great audio. Exactly. Like, this exactly. would have been fantastic. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, no one ever describes what's happening. Are you kidding me? The, the line of everyone's your family you is absolutely the solid. The closest thing to a description, and I wrote this down because it was so unhinged, is when he first gets into the world, he is sitting there, he shoots through a tunnel, loose shapes. It's almost like the Matrix characters going down, but instead it's just loose shapes and they're flying at him because it's 3 it's 3D, 3D yeah. you know. And then he falls, he hits this weird ground. While he's lying there, he goes, Ugh, tap, tap, tap. It sounds like he's tapping like a, a empty sort of metal, metally plastic container and goes... <laughs> computer generated then he stands up looks around at what definitely looks like disney's toontown and goes low res and then carmen starts talking in his mind there's no way that i'm able to scrutinize what the fuck is going on from the lines computer generated and low res and then she can just talk in his mind no one else can talk in each other's mind <laughs> i don't know why he's in toontown he leaves it instantly it's yeah it's so not very important <laughs> weird as an intro i also found it funny that he said low res and i was like huh yeah yeah it looks really bad did you guys notice yeah. how one of the characters is called res and he goes oh hi res oh i, I didn't, didn't notice I that did that's not. kind that's of why fun, you're actually. the <laughs> that's you're right too I'm... quick for me <laughs> yeah there's nothing quick about this script <laughs> all right I will... but let's let me finish with you... ricardo yes. montalban because okay. we really okay. got deviated there um like a septum i um <laughs> He is one of like the best characters in it because he's a yeah. fucking iconic actor. Yeah, he's good. He as an actor was in a wheelchair in the like the later part of his life due to an accident with his yeah. spine in like the eighties. And I kind of enjoyed he 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 shows up in the second one as a as as Antonio Banderas's annoying father-in-law no, in a wheelchair. Yeah, and then they end up explaining his backstory, how the toy maker caused him to be in this wheelchair and how yeah. Junie is afraid that his dad, is, his grandpa is on this like mission for revenge. Mm. But you find out at the end that his grandpa wanted to thank the toy maker but because he also learned so much from being fucking stuck in a wheelchair. His, him trying to convince... The toy maker is one of my favorite scenes because all I want is Ricardo Montalban to do what he did, which is just list things. Because he's like, you need to No, I, I will teach you things. Humility, yeah. spirituality, understanding. And then I want him to just keep going with forgiveness, yeah. togetherness, togetherness, strength. That's what you want to fall asleep to. Chivalry. Yeah. It's just Rich. insane. <laughs> Reading the dictionary in random order. Rich. Corinthian leather. <laughs> but I love how the plot twist is he's not out for revenge, he's out to thank him because it's a family film about family and togetherness and forgiveness because everyone is your family, according to Gertie. Literally every... I mean, they do forgive every villain, which is kind of neat. Some of the things he says in this movie, I know he is in a wheelchair, but they are have deeply troubling implications for how the movie conceptualizes people with physical disabilities. Oh, oh yeah. Including when he's trying to... He, the reason that he comes into the game is that Junie is able to like bring someone in and he's like going through his family and trying to figure it out. 
Then he sees his grandfather and he's like, oh, cool, grandpa. Oh, he's been in a wheelchair, so he can't use half his body, which means the other half of his body is twice as strong. Yeah. <laughs> pulls him in. And then he's immediately gifted super legs. Yeah. Which just felt weird. a little yeah. weird. And then he's like, I, I can't think. go back, Juni. Here I am powerful. Yeah. Strong. This <laughs> feels a little weird. Yeah. Also, he's like, Juni, don't look at me like you did out there. I'm like, Juni was like, oh, grandpa, he's cool. I want to bring yeah. him in. That'll, that'll he loves his grandfather. Yeah. He was never like, he sucks. <laughs> but you're right. The, 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 gar- like, the whole thing of like these strange, like the jargon and the strange slang terms where mm. he's like, mm, low res. Like a lot of the yeah. Spy Kids franchise, they just throw around technical jargon about yeah. gadgets and the world and then we're meant to understand it. But but in like with those, I'm like, oh, it's fun. It's like what kids know. In this, I'm like, I think Rodriguez has seen one video game. <laughs> okay, so that gets to I made notes while I was watching. Sure, Sorry. forget. And one of my notes is just: Does anyone understand how video games work? Who made this film? Yeah, I don't think anyone understands what a level is. Oh yeah, nor how games look, play, or what they do. Yeah, I love how in films At there's all. always four or five levels, and yeah. that's it. Like, like this what? is mad raw one vibes. <laughs> yeah, where in raw one at the beginning you got to watch it. I, it's you still you guys have to have me over. I don't want to watch it without you. Yeah, you okay, we'll have a raw one, one raw one party. Party. after this. You're free for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch it always for raw one. <laughs> Schedule clear. At the beginning, like the whole thing is that raw one and the villain of it come out of this video game, but the video game has like three, <laughs> three levels, levels and it takes twenty minutes. Which, to play. Yeah, which if you remember, like level two was one fight or yeah. something. Like, yeah, and I'm like, if you bought this game for like eighty eight dollars and it took you twenty five minutes to play, I'd be fucking annoyed. It's, it's like buying Street Fighter, where instead of it being like, oh, it's like forty guys and the story has like eighteen levels, it's like there's two characters, one is unplayable, and you fight him three times, <laughs> and it's eighty dollars yeah. retail. <laughs> The, the toy maker's whole plan is to trap children in the game because it's so good to oh, play. God. And I'm like, it's five levels of dog shit. Why does this isn't how games work? Can we quickly go through the levels? Because level yeah. one is loose hills. There doesn't seem to be any objective because to leave it, he has to go hit a target that doesn't like run away. Yes. So it's just loose space. And and also. Weird frogs come along. Oh, yes. And it's like, the, so it's really exciting if I'm two in 2003, I yeah. guess. So, what does he say? He's like, oh, like frogs Fro- on, toads on a... Toad, oh. Toads on a stick? Toads on a pogo? Yeah, it's like pogo toads. Pogo I think that's toads? what it is. Pogo, pogo toads. Pogo toads is fun there. That's yeah. what he says. I have to say that, wait, I thought that bit was level one. Yeah. But when I went through the whole thing... This, the all of the overviews were mentioning at level one is his fight with Demora or Demira. Oh, what? So, because I, I watched this with my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, long, long term side to the podcast. Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, you, is Brooklyn here with us? In she's the house? Brooklyn. <laughs> I watched the movie. What, what did you say, Brooklyn? I thought it was amazing. No, you didn't. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> she loved it. <laughs> Sorry. And then she walks boobily away. Um, we were confused because the fight, we were like, oh, that's level two. And then they go further away. And we're like, oh, that's level two? What's yeah, well, yeah. I thought they said we're going to punch you to the dark side of the moon because yeah. that's where level two is. Yes, yeah. so did but I. This was all listing 
the fight with Demira when he meets oh. her is the first fight. So this so Toontown's sounds like a tutorial. It is. It's meant yeah. to be a tutorial, right. and then okay. he goes to the dark side That's of the not... moon to do the first level. So level one is one single mech fight. One, yeah. So where, which, by the way, an insane mech fight. Yeah, insane. Absolutely crazy. It's a full body suit thing that he is standing on top of in a platform. There is he seems to both control it with his body and it seems to equally control him with yes. its body. And and <laughs> terrifying. Terrifying. Really scary. And he can't fall off even though there's no catchment around him. And my roommate who I was watching it with James just kept going, "What kind of why is he falling off? What's yeah. going on? How does that work? Flying, and then it would just suddenly be parallel. It seems yeah. to be like the best gyroscope you've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> A running complaint, and we'll we'll talk about it again. But he he has this like counter of lives, which is explained as every yes. time he takes a lot of damage. Dude, there's so many components to this film. This is why oh, I struggled with the overview because I was like, do I include the fucking giggles like family? Like, do I include the lives that they have and like the fact that they can all die within this game? Like, yeah. and, and uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the lives are also crazy, and again, furthers our theory that uh, Robert Rodriguez has never played a video game because they seem Thank to God. be when he takes a very arbitrary threshold of maybe damage or starts falling for long enough he will lose one to infinite lives <laughs> there is no <laughs> sense or or in the case of the girl he fights who i've already forgotten the name of Demira. if you spin too much you'll oh, lose lots of lives if you spin too much if she you lost all her lives around too he much, loses a life lives. in the several lives in the fight and he doesn't lose the fight and then she falls over and she loses <laughs> i don't yeah. Also, I sorry. I also just remembered something else. I had to leave out of the fucking overview. The guy. Oh, yes. The yes. guy. Okay. Okay. Yes. The best part of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Hands down. Apparently, uh, actually, no. I'll save that trivia for later. The guy is played by Elijah Wood. Yes. I same year as Return of the King. Yeah. Off the back of fucking Lord of the Rings. What a year. <laughs> two two trilogy definers in. Incredible. <laughs> I I had completely forgotten that he was in it. And it's, when he rocked up, I got so actively excited. It's easily <laughs> the best. It's a really funny sequence. It's, it's great. Well I made. Yeah, and the guy. It's, yeah. It's hilarious. He's so good. This video game, for context, the video game has a prophecy that there is the guy, and he's meant to be the guy who's on the poster of the game, who Which is, is game quite over. clearly Junie. Like, mm. it's not mm. just, like, Junie fits it, and that's why they think it's him. Like, it, it, it's literally the suit he's wearing. Yes. And then I'll... Oh, you go. No, no, wait. No, you keep going. And then I Elijah Wood shows up, who is taller and doesn't fit the silhouette. No. But he's very clearly the guy, because he has a faux hawk, and we all know that in Spy Kids terms, that means he's cool and hot. <laughs> And he's Frodo. Like, imagine watching that in 2003. Well, they're not like, like Frodo. <laughs> that would no, be but great. every kid they in the kneel. cinema is like, Frodo. Yeah. And then Me he's immediately home. killed. Like, he's immediately <laughs> yeah. eliminated. He has 99 lives. He's, he's like, I will save it. Like, everyone is like, whoa. It's so funny that he's like, yeah. I'm going to save everything. And he gets electrocuted and loses all of his lives and then goes, oops. And then <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> genuinely so funny incredible and him just being like i'm the guy yeah perfect perfect in every way exactly what it needed to be it's so funny with sylvester stallone playing the toy maker i had never seen spy kids 3 but i'd seen him as the toy maker everywhere like i feel like he was a meme on tumblr for a while he was only in one place and that was spy kids what is what okay we're going back to tumblr man uncovering how (laughs) 
fucking weird your Tumblr front page was. What are you talking about? Angry it was all Beavis toy maker. and Toymaker Only Man. That but was you, my Tumblr. But what's weird is you keep insisting that that was all of Tumblr. I just, I'm not saying that. I said it was a meme that was probably on Tumblr. So, some right? people were into Doctor Who on Tumblr. Some Me, people. I was the spy kids. Super you were just like, <laughs> and then there was Beaver. Oh, maker. you guys were yeah. super hulak. Spy Kids Three. <laughs> spy Kids Three. Only Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Driven Spy Kids <laughs> Three. That's my fandom. No Rocky. <laughs> Wait, so were we saying Rocky Four? Rocky Four. <laughs> Driven and Spy Kids Three. Are we saying that's the third to Angry Beavers and Spy Kids Three is Driven? No. Oh, okay. No, no. My bad. You completely misunderstood. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you embarrassed? Oh, oh I'm no. embarrassed. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're like a sexy little baby, so I'm I forgive a you. Sexy little baby. Yeah, I, I get so it. Hope, oh. So Rodriguez knows. Uh, listeners, <laughs> being in the room with this is it's a lot. Wow. It's a lot yeah. going on here. <laughs> it's pretty hot though, right, guys? Yeah, it is hot. Um, I mean, I am, hot, I am I'm sweating. Yeah, it's it a hot day in Melbourne. <laughs> you are dripping with sweat. <laughs> you are completely, you're almost entirely liquid. Oh, yeah. It's, Michelle's just got a rag that she's rinsing over she's a bucket wringing of her, her sweat. I'm so glad we have a guest who will continue to make me look really cool in front of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, baby. So level two, mm. after the mech fight, level two is a race. It's the mega race. The mega can race. Can I say one more thing about the mech fight just really quickly? You can. The, the, the bolts that fly off them? Oh. <laughs> are Don't. so funny to me. They're really funny. Just, just the fact that they would be like random bolts and yeah. springs from no discernible place just in the robot. Just showering everywhere. <laughs> just so that you have the 3D effect of bolts flying yeah. at your face. You know, Extraordinary. you know when you hit a robot and it just sprays a bunch of nuts and bolts everywhere and watches. I've watched the, the kids hit film robots. Mm, All right, nice. I remember a thing or two. I remember, a th- yeah, mm. you remember a thing or two. You are you are you, audience? Abby is shaking her head. She is admitting to me. Oh my god, she's writing it down. She's showing it to me on her iPad. She doesn't remember a single bit of robots. <laughs> the classic Robin, Robin Williams, Williams, yeah, and you and McGregor. Hit movie. Wait, you and McGregor is in that? Uh, he yeah, plays I just the lead guy. Either. He's what? the blue guy. Uh, the, the mega race, which I love because again, like yeah. arena fight and race are like side content in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. They're yes. not a full fucking level. Yes. Then level three, we'll come back to the race. Okay, I just want to get through the I, levels I've quickly. Yeah. Level three is just a like <laughs> it's the cyberpunk 2077 yep. baited level it's just a loose room yep. with a bunch of programmers yeah level four is a lava it's pit. A, a fiery gorge that's where they yeah. find Carmen, which is released by the toy maker surf down yeah that's that i'm like and that's a video game level and then yeah. level five it's... is a room from tron yeah oh my god it's the worst five levels i could possibly think but it is insane during that mega race there's yeah. a bit where juni is basically obviously getting um, harassed by his competitors and they tell him to push the button that says do not push yes. and he's like are you sure and they're like yeah just push it Judy and he's like okay and I'm thinking you're a fucking private detective you're the yeah. best spy in the world Junie's an and idiot. you fucking yeah you fall for that but he pushes it and his car starts flipping and he just <laughs> CGI is insane <laughs> he just kind of gets up very calmly <laughs> and just kind of runs over it as it's flipping run is generous he, he walks yeah, yeah. He's like trotting over it. He's so calm. He's like, this is fine. It happens every day. I've got it. I've yeah. trained. This is what my all of my detective work is like. And then he flies uh. off it and grabs onto his competitor's bike and he's like, hey, 
pull, grab my hand. And the guy's like, how about a foot? foot. And I'm like, Junie, why are you still the, so gullible? The four of them appear, by the way, over and over and over again. Like, yeah. it's implied that if he falls off, he'll just lose the race. But they constantly fly off yeah, the stage yeah. to come back. insane thing is going on with yeah. all of them. I will say at the start of the race, uh, this is the first note I made. I like how they have tiny cars that fit into the big cars. Yeah, <laughs> I fun. think that is a good design choice. <laughs> that's fine. I think it's, it's very it's, cool. It's when the kids were like, you'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't start in like they get into the little car and then the little car immediately reverses into the big car but it's still an open cockpit what yes. delights yes. you about the little cars I going just, into the big cars? i think it seems to tickle you i just think i think it's very fun i think it's like a one bit of tactility where i'm like yeah i can see like it's very video gamey and also it also reminds me of speed racer sorry speed racer oh. yeah i which, was like need for speed which, too baby <laughs> i got excited speed racer which I, another note is this is just a bad version of Speed Racer. Like, mm. yeah, this does ever is trying to do what Speed Racer did to perfection years yeah. later, where it's like it is this insane like CGI everywhere. Yeah, so that so Speed Color. Racer owes Although, a debt to Rodriguez. It does. I have to say the level two mega race from Spy Kids three over. Mad Max Fury Road any day. Whoa. Wow. Any day. Really? Yeah. You, yeah. It's not only wow. controversial, it's wrong. <laughs> it's actually... Uh, you know, Fury Road wrong. was good, but mm. this is better. This is better. For sure. Wow. George no Miller, one, eat your no one ambled over a flipping car. That's, 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 that's my criteria. Is going, <laughs> with her metal arm. But I, like, I, I have to say before we potentially pivot out, I just... In level three, the end of it is this like it's meant to be a one-on-one fight. Why the five of them only get have like only two of them have to fight? <laughs> Unexplained, undefined. It's weird. Yeah. But before they get in the fight, he's mm. about to fight Arnold, who's the shortest of his beta tester companions. And then it, he Arnold immediately turns to him and is like, Oh yeah, I'm here on a beta tester visa. Because my, <laughs> I'm, I need the treasure for my poverty-stricken family. <laughs> we all need the treasure, Arnold. But like, I'm uh, like, fully, Judy's got to lose. This <laughs> Judy's the bad guy you know, if he fuck wins. Fuck Carmen, this guy's yeah. got a whole family. <laughs> trying to defend pop. This is on, so, it's so American. <laughs> I'm on Arnold's <laughs> side. Fight in a digital land. It's actually so fucking tragic. Save his family. Yeah, what poverty. happened to Arnold's family, also, man? Well, I was like, if he's got to, at the end, we've got to see him with the OSS, like being no. helped. No, he fully no. went home. You think they're going to remember to tie anything up in this film? You're fucking wrong. Also, what's a beta test of visa? It's not like a work visa. Oh it's like, there's a work visa. And it's like, Mama, Mama, I've, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to help the family. Do not worry. Also, I have a beta test of visa. <laughs> I'll play the game. I will go to America. I will win the game for you. Also, there's only so much we can talk about because sure. we only have so much time. I know. But the end of it, they get all of the favorites, all of the best cast members back from the first and mm-hmm, second yeah. film. You get Steve Buscemi flying in on the fucking flying pig called Sporky. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible Amazing. Moment. Yeah. That's a different franchise, though. They get, like, the Minion, Mr. Minion. Yeah. Floop and Minion. Floop, and they get... That's Monk, right? They get the... Yeah. yeah Tony, Tony Shalhoub. I watched that show religiously. Same. Wow. It's, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved uh, Monk. But oh. I think... I know what you're getting at. They get... Bill Paxton, the theme park. Yeah, guy. they get 
anyone they can. And George Clooney's in it again George as Clooney well. George Clooney comes back at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. I love every single one of George Clooney and Devlin's scenes in mm. any of these They're movies. Great. They're, They're great. They're really, really it, good. You're right that they, they bring everyone back. It's weird to me that they bring the theme park guy back. Yeah, mm. he was in it for a second at the beginning <laughs> of the <laughs> second film. Also, he doesn't have any special skills. I mean, he proves he can whip a robot. He can topple it. But you at the that? same time, I'm like, Floop, the mega genius and the guy with all the giant animals I get. But, like, that guy owns a theme park and that's his special skill. But it really is, it really is like a, an Avengers endgame or, like, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. the new Spider-Man, like, moment of, like, look, look at all this yeah. IP coming back together. And, ha- and it's really exciting. It is, but I have to say, I read the funniest fucking piece of trivia about the end sequence. Nice. So please. do you guys want to hear some trivia? I do. Yes, please. Due to filming schedule conflicts, many of the actors playing characters in the final scene were never on set at the same time and were put together digitally. Fucking knew it! Yeah, that checks out. They're never in the same shot together. Clearly, Antonio Banderas was available for one day (laughs) and refused to leave LA. 100%. That's that's pretty much it. Probably at his house. They just put green screen up around him. That's just what Antonio Banderas does to prepare for his dinner. Also, I doubt Ricardo Montalban was ever in the same room as Juni Cortez. This piece of trivia confuses me. Mm -hmm. Steve Buscemi only agreed to make a cameo in the film if Robert Rodriguez personally assured him that he would be able to keep Sporky the flying pig after production was complete. What? Everything was Hang green on, screen, wait, so wait, how wait, is what? he meant to what? fucking... What? What? I don't know. <laughs> no. Did he keep a giant pig? What, what does he know <laughs> that we don't... <laughs> Steve Buscemi is sitting at Hang home on. with his flying pig. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of steps here. Oh, Hang on. we didn't use any CGI or green screen. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, no, we spliced the jeans together. That was together. just my studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is grim. The final live-action film appearance of Ricardo Montalban, which means after Aww. such an iconic career, he ended it on Spy Kids 3. Yeah. It's a bit rough. That's a bit rough. I, it's, it, it's not a good role, but it's an mm. iconic role. Is, yeah. So he will yeah. be remembered for it. Do you yeah. think in his obituary it said, of Spy Kids fame? Oh, that's fucking tragic. No, that's that's actually a tragedy for <laughs> that's sure. That's the whole thing of like indie actors who were in one Marvel movie yeah. and then they die and they're like, actor from Moon Knight. And I'm like, don't do this to oh, us, man. Oh God, don't do this. The whole person, yeah. Sylvester Stallone said in an interview that he asked his kids about the previous Spy Kids movies and if he should accept the role in the third installment. He went on to earn a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actor. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of his performance. <laughs> yeah. Clearly the, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. I mean, it's I enjoyed it because it's fucking Sylvester Stallone kind of going 120% in a kid's film. Right? He's not good, but he played three yeah. strange characters on top of the toy maker. Very much show the hard limit of his acting. Yeah, yeah. but it's very fun to watch I, I, yeah, him I, do it. I appreciate we watched him reach that limit. Yes. You know, you, you so rarely get to see that on screen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fucks me up. All right. Robert Rodriguez wrote the role of the guy with Elijah Wood in mind. The suit that Wood wore was originally one for the character Junie, but they spray-painted it silver and cellotaped it to him as it barely fit. In the shot where he is kneeling down talking to the others, he's actually looking at the ground to give the impression that he is towering over everyone. I can't believe they got Junie's suit and spray painted it and sellotaped it on and it just didn't fit in. Tiny little boy. Yeah. Because I was like laughing when you mentioned that it looked like Junie was in the post and not the guy because I was like, 
They kind of just put him in Jimmy's clothes. Exact yeah. same costume. I mean, and at least Elijah Wood was used to like not like, cheating his eyeline, I suppose. Yeah, yeah he did true. it for the heart. Like, well, movies. he's also a good actor. Yeah, he is. He is. And this is my favorite piece of trivia I've ever read because it's so useless. <laughs> Spy Kids 3 was the third installment of the trilogy. Oh. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. I was confused. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's helpful. Um, okay, so the budget was $38 million. That's wow. so much lower than I thought. Yeah, Green screen, baby. Really low. Uh, have you looked at movie budgets now? They're all, like, fucking Black Widow is all green screen. And yeah, it's like but it's like quality green movie. screen. This is Spy Kids Some 3, this 2003. Is also, this is 2003. Fundamentally, like, it just looks like a PS2 game. Yeah, so it maybe really it, looks like a PS2 game. It actually, game. To, me, for a PS2 game. to me, it looks like Marble Blast Gold, which was like the that. game that came on every Mac computer yeah. in 2001. Oh, I, 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 I was remember. obsessed with me Marble too. Blast. You're a little a ball rolling around a fantastical no. What makes it interesting is you actually don't control the ball. You are following the perspective of the ball, but, but you actually control the, the level. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I loved that game. That yeah. was such a that good game. Cool. Really great. So for Just me, Marble Blast and Spike Kids 3. Also, off the, made often in the same had, font. What was it? Dinosaur 2? Dino Man? Dino something? You know... Listeners, somebody fucking emailed <laughs> me. Turek or said, or like, no, not no, okay. Turek. You fuck. Sorry, Michelle. I think that was Nintendo 64. Um, yeah, it was, but it was. there was there was a game. There was a dinosaur who's from the future somehow, Lamb and then he gets time. sent back in time, and he has a, a uh, little laser pistol. Jurassic Park. I, I've got it. Yeah, it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was they a really sequel where hurts. it's a pterodactyl who has like a sonic cannon on his back. Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Tails. 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 Knuckles the Hedgehog. I'm in hell. Get me out of this cage. <laughs> Guess how much the film made? Oh, I, I'm gonna put money on. 120 million. Yeah, 100, 100 more. Th- more. What? 150? Two, two, 200? Yeah. 200 million? 200 million. million. It's wow. Spy Kids. Hell yeah. But it's Spy Kids 3. Yeah, but Spy Kids 2 I'm was so fucking successful and funny. I'm surprised it took so long to do Spy Kids 4 then. With like uh, yeah. 38 million wow. and then 200 million profit. Yeah, well, because did... Robert Rodriguez didn't want to make it anymore. Oh, yeah. And and, and Alex Vega was getting too old. She was outgrown Carmen. She was yeah, like, I don't want to play this role anymore. And so, like, they that. made fucking Spy Kids 1 2001, Spy Kids 2 2002, and this 2003. So they pumped it out in three years. Yeah. And then and Alexa then Vega like, went on to have exactly. Exactly the <laughs> illustrious career she was gunning Huge for. She certainly career. did. Can I share the one Rodriguez fact oh, that I adore about please. Your own piece of trivia. Yeah, my own piece of trivia. Oh my God. Um, he just like brings his guitar to set that's and nice. sits around playing guitar while people set up shots, which oh, I think is really sweet. That's really sweet um, and delightful. I, I, yeah, I learned that about uh, him because he directed an episode of The Mandalorian and I saw him talking about it. And yeah, he just like sits around playing music on his guitar. One of the special features on, I think, Planet Terror, but it might be a different one of his movies, is him teaching the audience how to make a... Mexican style breakfast burrito, and I kind of just really love that. He seems like that. a cool guy. Yeah. Well, this is actually really sweet. This isn't part of my trivia, but something I did read about Spy Kids. He, I mean, obviously he made all of the characters um, like Mexican because that's his own heritage and it's mm. very important to him. And he was really excited to have Alex Vega come in, a young Latin American girl going to play the lead in Spy Kids. And he took her to go see Mission Impossible before they started filming. <gasps> that's and cool. he leaned over cool. to her in the cinema and pointed to Tom Cruise and said, you're going to be way cooler than him. 
And like, that's just so sweet. I love the idea that he wanted to like pump up this girl to be an action hero yeah. in a new film. So, it's so wholesome. So wholesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear some reviews? I would love to. Well, I've too bad. Said, Bye. What? And then you just hear the door open oh. and close. <laughs> oh, wait. I'll, I'll insert, insert Foley here. No, you, hear, you just hear a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've got to do it with the gunshot. Again. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. Oh my god. Rotten Tomatoes gives this film 45%, which is pretty high. The website's critical consensus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The website's critical (laughs) consensus reads this movie will be found wanting, if not taken in, by the 3D visuals what the fuck does that mean <laughs> did you just forget how to speak English? <laughs> this film will be found wanting if one is not taken in by the uh, 3d visuals i made it okay, that makes my sense. brain is dying yeah, yeah, yeah. i told you we're way past the 30 minute mark i'm gone we did it these the, the episodes are never 30 minutes long they've always been long and have you noticed how hard the last 20 minutes is on me <laughs> Bob Longino of the Atlanta Journal wrote that the 3D process will hurt your eyes. The on-screen characters who also wear 3D glasses even say so when it's time to take them off. And it's true. When he gets out of the game, fucking giggles. It's just like, he's just like, oh yeah, like it takes a while for the eyes to adjust. I felt like my eyes were hurt. Even though I didn't have the three yeah. glasses, I'm not going to lie. Also, it's fucking crazy to me that Donegan Giggles is played by Mike Judge, yeah. co-creator of King of the Hill, Silicon what? Valley, Beavis and Butthead, uh, Office Space. One of the best writers of the generation. <laughs> that is insane. J- Jim Lane of Sacramento News called the 3D scenes murky and purple like a window smeared with grape jello. Wow. So descriptive. Roger Ebert gave the film one and a half stars out of four, suggesting that perhaps Rodriguez was held back by the film's technical constraints. Yeah. He also admitted to showing disdain for the 3D gimmick, saying Mm. that the picture quality with the 3D glasses is more murky and washed out than the crisper and more colourful 2D lines. He's Mm. right. It just, it, it looks... Bad. Terrible. Yep. He taps into exactly what I turned over and said to my girlfriend as we started. I was like, he should have just waited another 10 years, man. Oh, the, the, my God. We weren't ready yet. This is what I mean by Speed Racer. It's just like, oh, it's only like that. It's not even that long, like much later. Most yeah. of the critic reviews, they really focus on how awful visually the film is. And mm. I mean, that's a standout quality. This guy, James Berardinelli from Real View said, I like the movie, but I hate its presentation. Mm. And Philip Kerr for News, New Statesman, on the other hand, said, the 3D stuff works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good to, to have, a, like, when they say unbiased journalism, yeah. uh, both sides, it's good to have the perspective. <laughs> well, here's some more perspective for you. Here is a 10 out of 10 review yes. left on IMDb, left by Quicksand in 2003, and it's called Insert Coin. Do you think Quicksand's okay, or are uh, they still falling? <laughs> I hope they're all right. <laughs> it's all, also a very kid-focused thing. Yeah. This isn't brain surgery. It's a freaking kids movie. It was fun. It whizzed by in 90 minutes or so. They've got my tactic here. (laughs) That's all I care about as well. So I love that the idea, like this person isn't even doing a bad movie podcast. They just care about films getting over and done with. (laughs) And that's really grim. It had some great one-liners and the special effects were there to help the story, not be the story. Something George Lucas has forgotten. Oh my God. 
The idea, okay, I know that it's like, uh, that's contemporary, right? This would have been the same year as Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. No, uh, 99, 2001, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be. Which was also very ugly CG. Mm. But to, <laughs> it's it's still maybe harsh to compare this favorably to it. This person's mm. saying that this film was better than the prequel Star Wars films, and I just flat out don't agree. Yeah, I don't know about As much that. as I hate the prequels. Attack of the Clones sucks, but I think this might suck more than I Revenge of the so. Sith and Phantom. Oh, definitely, at least visually. My yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. This is, this is a 10 out of 10 review left by xnicky underscore bbankz69x underscore 69 69 <laughs> left in 2003 and the subject is this movie is so cool <laughs> I want that to be the whole review <laughs> the age demographic well, you're gonna yeah. be really pleased with this first line oh. I have seen this movie and it's really cool <laughs> yes <laughs> the idea of making this movie 3D was really good because it makes you feel like you're in the movie and because it's set as a game it's more effective yeah I'd like to know what happens when the dvd comes out will it be 3d and if so how do we get the glasses <laughs> 10 out of 10, <laughs> ten out of, some logistic problems yeah. Yeah. Ten out of ten. i like that it poses a very feasible question yeah, in the yeah end. it does and this is a 10 out of 10 review left by fran blanku in 2018 the wow. best movie i am a single father of three children i raise them and i show them affection every day they Aww. do their best to please their father but I will oh. never love them as much as I love this movie. <laughs> Whoa. 10 out of 10. Whoa. What? Before the ending, I'm like, this is Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And then, but, actually, maybe. What? I will <laughs> never love them as much as I love this movie. That's his tag online. A hard turn at the end. <laughs> yeah. It was a very hard turn. Into, into villainy. Yeah, expecting that. Well, that was their review. What were your reviews? I did like how a lot of the critics focused on the 3D, but I don't think enough appreciation was given to how bad the writing is, mm. which was pretty abysmal even compared to the first two Spy Kids movies. One of my favorite bits that I had written down is like it's revealed that the beta testers aren't what they seem. In the game they're cool, they're strong, they're smart and then they see them in the real world and one of them's like I'm not cool and the other one's like I'm not strong and then the guy who was a dork in the game is like like, yeah I'm not that smart. I'm not really smart. But he's cool. But he was cool as hell. He was wearing a leather jacket. (laughs) He was wearing a leather jacket had his hair slicked back apparently in real life he's like an R&B singer or a hip hop guy. Oh my god really? Like how did he even fake being smart and why not just have him be cool? It's so weird and just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But it it was crazy. And I think the fatal error at the ending, which did have the very joyous everyone coming together, Mm. there's like the lower third titles, and then Ralph, the little bug insect thing that I had as a toy. Me oh, too. I love I had it. it. I loved it. But then he crawls across the screen and he looks in the camera and then he shows his really human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Until that point, it was maybe like a six for me. That brings it all the way down, crashing to a four. No, no, those those human teeth should not be in that robot beetle in any way. (laughs) Four. Gator. What did you think about the teeth? I, I, I. They were. They are very. Big teeth. Yeah, big um, teeth. I, I just was delighted to see Ralph again because I forgot that I had him as a kid. Well, he yeah. was also dead at the end of the second film. Yeah. yeah. So it was relieving yeah. to see him appear yeah. again in the third. It made me happy. I think what's the, the rating online is 4.3. 4. 4. 4. 4. I think it's better than that. 
Like, I think it, it's got enough going on for kids where I like, it's fun. But I also can't get past that it looks like Robert Rodriguez shot it in his backyard. And I hated looking at it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, to your point, Abby, I appreciate that it was 90 minutes. Like, tight. Quick now you get where minutes. we're coming from, man. And it like it yeah. zipped by. I hate this. It trend wasn't in two movies. and a half hours. Sex in the City too. Exactly. Right? I, I, I hate. This. <laughs> I've never gotten over that. That's how I started 2021. It's been I was over watching that a film, year, and I was like, 2021 is going to be shit. Yeah. I've never. I remember like clenching the pillow next to me because I needed some kind of release. <laughs> we watched it together. You looked like you were going to storm off. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, and I mean, I hate that trend now that like every movie, like, the new 90 minutes is two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. No, 90 minutes is good. So I'm going to give it 4.4 because I nice. think it's just a little bit better. Nice. But I also hated looking at it for yeah. 90 minutes. I'm, I'm with, glad it was 90 minutes. I'm with you, man. I just, look, again, it's toleration. Mm. It was quick. I love Spy Kids. So I was able to enjoy it and still I, I could get into the world. And even though it was like visually fucked up, I, I have such an affection for Spy Kids. I could have watched this again. It was so fucking buck wild. I enjoyed it. I was yeah. I was almost savoring it because mm. I was like, what fucking bullshit are they going to pull out mm. of his hairy ass next? It was inventive. Yes. I never inventive. knew what the next it thing was, was exactly. going to be. <laughs> Tiny cars going to big cars. That's and, why it has to be a And when we started this podcast, it's films like this that I was hoping to watch, you mm. know, really fun, batshit crazy nonsense. So I, for that, I'm going to give it a 4.8 out of 10. What I think is the funniest is that I was going to give it the highest rating yeah. before the T. Because yeah. I stand by it's a 6. I don't agree that it's a 4.4 or a 4.8. It's a 6. I feel bad about giving it a lot of But then there now. is human teeth in a robot beetle. It's 4. <laughs> you don't need to feel shame. This no, is a safe space. Trust me. I did enjoy watching it, drinking a couple of wine, red wines. Well, remember That's that good. our 5 is a good year. You mm. have, like, it, it's always it's worth reminding true. that to both the audience and the guest. You know, that true. is the barometer. Mm. is it better or worse than a good year it's but it's like that's worse. okay actually when i when we think about the good yeah. year barometer it's a flawed barometer because when you're saying is it better than a good year no but would i watch it over a good year yes, yes. Mm. i mean i think what you're saying is that assigning movies an arbitrary number value is which is i think the thesis of the podcast is bad. <laughs> I would agree with that. I don't know whether yeah, that means... Yeah, what we're saying is that these films don't deserve to be in the bottom <laughs> 250. I, I don't know whether that means that our podcast, we're admitting openly that it, it's kind of flawed, or if we're on the other side and we're going, no, we're championing this mm, idea. I don't think we've ever claimed to be perfect on this podcast. Let's put it that way. We, <laughs> we admit that we're flawed. <laughs> Michelle is perfect. <laughs> Gaiden has. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I came in here yeah. straight out of the gate. Hi, I'm Gaiden. Well, guys, that was Spy Kids 3. D. Game over. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at rate descend pod you can find us on tiktok on rating descending or you can email us at rating descending at gmail.com i've loved all the recent emails i've been reading them i'd just like shout out to people who've been sending emails recently it's yeah, been so good it's been lovely but you can also follow us and find us on our own social medias. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at michelle.stclair. You can find me on Insta under Abigail J. Ward. And you can find me under uh, Gaden Salad, <laughs> just spelt the normal way. And it's G-A-D-E-N. And Gaden, yeah. you have uh, a wonderful film coming out. Is there anything you'd like to plug while we've got yeah, you? Yeah. Well, like, the, finally. The film, yeah. The film. Um, it's called Dream Again. It's the story of uh, Jemima, a tenacious 12-year-old who sets out on a quest with her timid best friend 
friend to go and find fairies in the woods. Mm. That's a good pitch. Thank you. You're so magical, Gated. Thank you. Um, and you can find it if you just type in, if you look up Melbourne International Film Festival, uh, it'll, it's like one of the first things on their website is the uh, VCA graduate, uh, graduate Showcase. Mm. And uh, it's there. It's called Dream Again. It's like 13 minutes. It's a real fun watch. Michelle did an excellent job on it. Everyone I worked with was extraordinary and it's, it's a really fun film and lots of other uh, young filmmakers' films are out there and they're all really wonderful and wonderful people. Hell yeah. Everyone, go fucking watch it. I mean, obviously, hey, we're friends. You and I, we're hanging out. This, this is me streaming straight into ear saying like, don't worry about it. Be, be, be chill. But if you see anyone else say, hey, go watch that. Go check it out. Melbourne International Film Festival. <laughs> Seems like I've got me a couple of short discrete units of time in which I could fit in a couple of short films. <laughs> like like an 11 minute short film about a little girl who wants to find fairies. Yeah. Or one of the others. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> but we're supporting local talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well that was Spy Kids 3D. What are we watching next week michelle next week we are watching urban legend final cut oh sounds so exciting weird gaden the final cut no it's it's urban legend final cut which is not a different cut of urban legend it's oh, okay. a sequel to a movie called urban oh, legend oh i see I'm yeah excited to listen to it. Yeah. I'm so excited to watch this. Guys, Get- I've already watched half of it and we're already in, we're in for a hell of a fucking time. Gaden, so thank you it. so much for joining us. Thank You're you. a treasure, a delight, and a very fae-like man. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this is a dream come true. I listen to a lot of podcasts, including yours, and I, I've always wanted to do one, so thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. It's been an honor. It's been great. And you managed to make it through the whole time without, oh, did you just fart? Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>